Welcome to track number 11 of Australia 1000 Camp. Alright, now, I want to share with you, I want to share with you why we must have 1000 members in uh, Australia. Do you want to have 1,000 churches, church members? Huh? Are you sure? Number one. Why we must have 1,000 members in Australia? Number one. Because our harvest field is the world. Amen. Our harvest field is the world. Some of you are tired, I know. I'm also tired. But you gotta endure hardness. As a good soldier, tell the neighbor he knows you are sleeping. But it seems he's ignoring that reality. Our field is the world. God said, Go into all the world. Amen. We are going to the whole world. The whole of Australia. Let's just start with the whole of Australia. Darwin, Northern Territories. Uh, what do you call the people? Uh, barbarian. Huh? What? Aborigines. Sorry. I always forget what it is. There's a name you have here. Aborigines. Um, all the countries and cities around Australia. Huh? I mean, that is our field that we are fishing in. Now, if you go fishing in a little river by your house, how many fish do you think expected to bring to the house. Not much. But if you go fishing in the deep blue sea, how many realize that we, our expectation is very different when you go out to the deep blue sea? So we are fishing in the deep blue sea. We are not fishing in some gutter by your house. <laughs> we are not fishing in, in some little stream where you can see the floor. And some only one or two goldfish will ever pass by there. We are fishing in the deep blue sea. God's harvest for us is not uh, Sierra Leoneans. Ah, how many Sierra Leoneans are there in Australia? God's harvest for us is not Liberians. God's harvest for us is not Ghanaians. 
And now, if you go through this particular congregation, you will find out that every group has a little number. And there's no particular number that is particularly dominant. So everybody has a group of some sort. And God, you see, let me tell you, God's vision for us is not an ethnic vision. It's not some group. You see, there are some churches. Like, for instance, in our church in Geneva, there is a church that comes to meet either before or after in the same hall. And they are called a Filipino church. It's Filipinos. I know some other church is Koreans. It's Korean, Korean church with Koreans. You get it? Some churches in Ghana, they speak a particular language. If you don't speak the language, you cannot go there. I mean, it's as simple as ABC. And I'm sure in every country there are church, I mean, people like that. They don't really care about anybody's language. This is their language. If you can speak, you come. But in our church, we are not fishing in a river by the house. We are fishing in the deep blue sea. We are expecting octopuses. We are expecting shrimps. We are expecting prawns. We want some lobsters. We are expecting one or two sharks. We are taking up some whales. We are expecting some sardines. We are expecting some red snappers. We are expecting, I mean, all kinds of eels and what have you. Because we are not fishing in a river where there are only catfish. We are fishing in the deep blue sea. One day, I went to the Sea of Galilee. And I went to, you know the Sea of Galilee? Yeah, the Sea of Galilee. And I went to a restaurant that was just by the Sea of Galilee. When I got there, I said, what do you have here? They said, here we have only one thing. And I said, what is it? They said, St. Peter's fish. The fish that Peter fished from the Sea of Galilee. Because in that Sea of Galilee, they have only one thing. St. Peter's fish. Tilapia. Yeah. So, in that restaurant, the only thing they have is St. Peter's fish. Because it's not a deep blue sea. It's the Sea of Galilee. And the Sea of Galilee has only one fish. St. Peter's fish. <laughs> yeah. But you see, you and I, God said, go into the, into the Sea of Galilee, into the whole world. Go ye therefore. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Go, go, go. Go ye therefore and teach a few nations. Go, go, go. Oh.
St. Peter's Fish. in Ghana as it works in New York City. You know, let, let me give people look at, don't sleep, I'm telling you something. Tell your neighbor, don't sleep now, don't understand what I'm saying? Or you don't understand what I'm saying? What I'm saying is that sometimes I think you know, this thing will work on black people. This thing will work on Ghanaians. This will work on West Africans. But you see, God has graciously given me the opportunity to preach what I'm preaching to Americans, white Americans. I pray for the sick. When I'm going to pray with the devil, say, look, don't try this thing here. It won't work. It won't work. But it works. I was in Orlando this year, preaching to Americans, white, no black, hardly any black person there. I was preaching in Louisiana to pastors. I thought my books wouldn't work. When I went to Louisiana, white people, the students came to me. They have students in the church, all of them holding my textbooks. You see those four textbooks? All of them have old. And the principal of the school came. And a white American man. He said, you know, we look at your book, we realize that there is nothing else to add to it. So we just adopted it. You see them ordering hundreds of distressed books. White people. I was in Seattle. I went into the pastor. He took me to his bedroom. And as I was passing through his bedroom, and I saw my textbooks, four of them, pastoral ministry, this is there. Then his wife told me, Bishop, those books are not there just because you came. They are in his room. And he reads them. Then they order for their school. And then you always order. Yeah, white people. I've been in Singapore, Chinese, Malaysians. Pray for the sick. When I was going to pray for the sick in Malaysia, the devil said, Look, you've been tricking people in Africa. It's not going to work here. I pray for them. Then you see Malaysians on my right, Malaysians on my left. This is why I say, A lady comes, she says, I'm healed. I said, what, what do you do? So I'm, she, the, the, she's a pediatrician. She's a doctor. And she's giving me a testimony that she's healed. A medical doctor in Malaysia. Black Americans. 
I was in African American territory last week. Those of you who are watching on www.darkywardnews.org, you'd have seen me there. On African American territory. Huh? Praying for the sick. And they were testifying. Wow. When I went to Nigeria, the devil said, Look, this thing that works in Ghana will not work in Nigeria. I found the same thing works everywhere. People need the Lord. People want the Lord. So what we have is a message that works for the white man. It works for the black man. It works for the brown man. It works for the dark brown man. It works for the golden brown man. It works for the red man. It works for the blue man. It works for the green man. It works. I said it works. It works. And God has sent us to the deep blue sea. Go ye into the whole wide world. The whole wide world is the deep blue sea. It's not the sea of Galilee. But you can have only one little type of fish. St. Peter's fish. How many are going to come with me to Israel one day? should grant us grace next year. Amen. And and we are going to see it come to pass. All kinds of people respond to the gospel. In South Africa, South Africans coming to the Lord. Kenyans. It's marvelous. So I want you to be open. That's why, that's why, you see, I'm very strong on this nationality thing. Don't start it. When you start it, you are going to spoil the whole church. Number two, second reason why we must have more than 1,000 members in Australia. How many are with me on 1,000 members in Australia? I can't see your hands well. Is everybody turned up? 1,000, did you hear me well? Read my lips. 1,000 members. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, up to thousand. All our churches together we must have nothing less than one thousand. And we can. And we will. We can do. Everybody say, I can do. Say, you can do. We can do. Hallelujah. Number two, the work hands undone. The work is not done. The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Amen? Are you there? The work is not done. That is why we're going to do it. Because you think I will, I think he will, he thinks she will, she thinks they will, they think he has already done it, he already thought she did it, and she thought he was going to do it next week, and he thought last week he did it, and they thought he was doing it, and they thought 17 people had gone, and nobody's doing anything. So we are going to do it. I can't fight you, you just join hands with me, let's work. We are going to win souls. We are going to go on the streets. We are going to pray for people. We are going to talk to anybody who is ready to hear. 
and we are going to build one of the largest churches that have ever been seen on Australian soil. Shabaleke Makazola. Are you listening to me? Yeah. It's going to happen practically. You see it. You watch. You watch. You see it practically. It will happen practically with your eyes. You will look at it and say, My God, I was at the capital city to ask if he was joking. But I've come to see that he wasn't joking at all. And you are going to be part of it. And we are going to show the devil that every country is just made of human beings. Yeah. I'm happy that God has not allowed any group to dominate us. How many people here from Ghana? Yeah. How many from Sierra Leone? <laughs> See, you can't tell who is more. From Liberia. Oh, raise your hand, girl, so we see. From Kenya. Wow. From Zambia. Wow. From uh, Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. Look at that. And where again? Nigeria. Nigeria. Wow. Australia. You see, when I say Australia, you don't lift your hand. How many are from Australia? How many are from Australia? Can I see your hand clearly? You are all Australians now, you see? You are thinking of your country. I've told you, you have to forget about your country. You don't come from there anymore. You are now from here. How many Australians? How many Australians? Let this be your last time. Amen. Number three, because there is room at the cross, the church is not full. Every church has a lot of space. Amen. It's not only our church which has empty chairs. And you need to fill your church with chairs. Yamish, are you listening to me? Are you tuning the piano? Are you listening? You need to fill your church with chairs. More chairs. If you have 100 people coming, you must have 200 chairs. Don't have less than 200 chairs there. Is it clear? There must be room. And the churches always fill up to the room that you make. Look, if you came here thinking I was going to preach about prosperity, you came to the wrong place. I'm, I'm talking about the work of God. I'm talking about working for God. You are lost. You are in the wrong conference. You found your way. You are in the wrong place. They gave you the wrong directions. <laughs> Amen. Number how many? Four. Because many, multiple different kinds of ministries will be released. Many ministries are going to be released. Amen. Ministries are going to be released. Hallelujah. 
in a big church. What do I mean by that? I don't know what, what gift you have. Huh? But when we are bigger, bigger, all your gifts come out. You see, I never knew my gifts till I became a pastor. Now I found I have so many gifts that I use. But you never know. Do you get it? Till you get into the work. And sometimes there needs to be a bigger ministry before we can use all your gifts. Some of you want to security. When the church is bigger, that's when your security gift will come. Some of you, your singing, internet, radio, TV presenting. When we are making our TV program to put on television in Australia, your pastor will be preaching on television. Uh, when we are making posters, billboard, designing, all kinds of gifts come out. My wife's catering gifts came out when many of you, those of you who have been to homecoming, she caters for you, she looks after you. Because my wife can really cook, you know. And she can organize food. Yeah. Yeah. She can make a table nice. All kinds of foreign visitors have come and they are all dazzled by her presentations. She enjoys doing it for them. Yeah. Well, I mean, there will be no, there were, before the church was a mega church, there was no one to cook for. We just cook for ourselves. But now there's some people to cater for. We sat down at table with all kinds of people. And they love it. Especially Americans. They like eating. American guests really like chicken. <laughs> Are you there? Amen. Amen. But we wouldn't know your gifts till the church is bigger. And now that the church is bigger, we have an orphanage. Even my mother, my mother has work to do in the church. My mother goes to look after the orphans every week she's there. She's in her 70s. She has something to do in the church because we have orphans. So she's there all the time. Cleaning the place, looking after them, caring for the children, helping. My own mother has something to do. Because the church is big. And there is so many things for so many people to do. People that work for me in the ministry. Some used to work at bank. I have six lawyers that work in the ministry. And twelve doctors. All of them are full time. Some sell books. Some do this. Some, everybody has something to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's a blessing. But it's because it's a big church. Do you understand? So as it gets bigger, everybody has things that they have to do. To help and to do the work. Amen. Are you listening to me or you are going home? So we, that's why we want to have more than 1,000 members. When we have more than 1,000 members, we have enough, enough work for everybody to get involved. And you don't have to work for Pharaoh anymore. Pharaoh will be making you build the, 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 the cities of Australia. Only to die and just improve the city of Australia and you go off. Huh? 
but you can do something substantial with your life. How many want us to have 1,000 good members walking in and out? Ah! What a blessing it will be. Every time you walk into the shopping mall, you meet one of the members. So, pastor. Amen. Number five, through the thousand members in Australia, when we have a thousand members, we are going to have more prayer going on. Prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you still around? Right now, if I say we should all pray, we are all going to fall asleep. He said, let us pray. We sit down. You are all gone. That's why I'm not starting a prayer meeting. Because everybody's going to sleep just now. For sure. Including myself. One day I was leading a prayer meeting. And I gave the prayer topic. And there were two halls. One was called N2, one was called N3. So I gave the prayer topic and I was walking up in a Shabbala. We were all praying. Then after some time I walked to the next room. And there were desks there. So I joined two of the desks. As I was praying, I joined. Then I'll be walking around what I have joined. And I joined. And I went and sat on it. And after some time, I put my head back like this. And I continued praying. Shabala, balala. Suddenly, I felt. Oh! They had come to wake me up. I have fallen asleep and left them in the prayer meeting. I was the leader of the prayer meeting. So you can easily sleep when you are even leading a prayer meeting. My friends, when we are only one group, we cannot pray much. But when we are many, some people will pray on Tuesday, some people will pray on Wednesday, some will pray on Thursday, some will come and pray on Friday, some will pray on Saturday, and the devil's yoke will be broken in the city, in the nation, in Jesus' name. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? God is going to use us to pray in Australia. If we don't pray, the whole of Australia will fall to homosexuality. Almost everybody here will be a homosexual and a pagan. Telling you, it's a terrible thing. But God is going to use us. And these things, they are powerful. Ha! Look, only prayer can break the yoke. One day, one of our church members, he said, Pastor, I have a strong desire for another man. Yeah. I have a beautiful wife, but I have a strong feeling, a strong desire for another man. A, a man, a male, a male. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> oh, man. And when you look at it, you can laugh, but I tell you, it's something. Because. If the man says, I desire a woman, most men can understand it. But when the man is saying that, what I want, what I want, 
If this hard bony man's anus, my God. Hey! What is this? It's a very powerful and strong thing. And only prayer can break it. So let us release more prayer through our 1,000 members in Australia in the name of Jesus Christ. How many want that to come to pass? Amen. Okay, what's the next one? Number six. Where we have a thousand members, we are going to have a greater expectation. Greater expectation in the church. Amen. When you have greater expectation, there are going to be greater miracles. So, great expectation and great miracles. Amen. How many of you realize that when there are more people, there's more excitement? Huh? Yeah. Hey, pray you'll never be a preacher and you look at an empty church. You'll be so depressed throughout your preaching. Hmm? So, the more people, when we have 1,000 people gathering in Sydney, Oh, when the pastor comes on stage, he will feel the power. And he has the more grace to preach miracles. Yeah. I was recently in Ikere, in Nigeria. Thousands of people there. And it started to rain. I've never seen anything like that before. Suddenly, Thousands of umbrellas came up like that. Nobody moved like this one step. I'll show you a DVD. Nobody moved. They stayed. I mean, no. And I stood in the rain and preached. I was completely wet. Totally. Nobody moved. You see the people and now completely unmoved, including the chiefs and everybody they are there. You see, if even you look and you realize if you don't even have faith, you have faith. So the way the people are, there is nothing that will move us from here. There is nothing that can move us from here. I didn't see even like a person go like this or run to the side. Even a step. And when I say rain, I mean torrential tropical rainstorm. Rain. Nobody moved. Yeah. And when I prayed for the sick, I thought now people were not even going to come. It was pouring. People were now running to the front, coming to up the stage to testify. I mean, we were all totally wet. So much that they had to even cover the speakers. Because the water was going into the speakers. They weren't moving anywhere. So we are here to be blessed. You think you will not have faith? You have faith. And you see more miracles. So the more people we have in Australia the more miraculous things are going to happen. And we are going to need miracles in our lives, in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you excited about that? Hmm. 
The next one. The more people, when we have a thousand people, they are going to have more evangelism. How many believe one day we can have Healing Jesus Crusade in Australia? Wow. Now, the Healing Jesus Crusade with a thousand members in Australia, the thousand members are going to attract even more people. But if you are only 50 and you even attract people, we may get up to 80. Do you understand? So that's not going to be so much. So we need to be a thousand. And a thousand can bring in 5,000 people. The next one, number eight. There's going to be more money in the church. Ah, How many know that we need more money in the church? If we had more money, we would have organized dinner for all of you today. Nice dinner. Ogbono soup. Lobster Provençal Okro stew Do you eat okro? Yeah! Bitter leaf stew Special bitter leaves Filet mignon Do you know filet mignon? I want again Casablanca Casavalif. Special. Kenya, what is your best food? Linda. Huh? Chapati. Chapati. Wow! Chapati. You like chapati? You love chapati. Shabaya. Wow! All the Kenyans love chapati. What is chapati? Bread with stew. Fried bread with stew. You, you eat chapati? Powerful. You seem to have been converted into the chapati. No one has ever given me chapati. It's a pity. I've been to Kenya many times. No one has said there is something here called chapati. You must eat one. Nothing. I've gone and come empty handed. Number nine, when we have a thousand members in Australia, we are going to have more laborers. Amen. What did you hear? Laborers. Wow. Louisa, you see, there's going to be more laborers like you. Amen. Maybe you could be my secretary. Yes, you could work for me. Yeah. You'd be doing the work of the ministry. Yeah, I'm Australia. But, but, when we just a few, there's nothing to do. <laughs> One day, a certain pastor, he had a small church, and his wife, would go to work at where he was where she was working. When she was going, she would tell don't forget. Take the rubbish out. Go and buy onions. Buy oil. 
put the rice on the fire. Do this. Take the meat out of the freezer. Go and do this. Go and take the baby upstairs. Bring the baby downstairs. She was giving him instructions. Because, you see, his church was a small church. So, he was now the domestic. He has to do that as a part-time ministry. <laughs> yes. When I, when I first started a church, and the church was small, I was praying all the time in my study. And every day they come and call me for something. So one day I grew wild. And I said, no way. I wrote a notice and I put it outside the door. I said, if you knock on this door, that was the sign, and receive no response from within, do not continue knocking. <laughs> Or call for me. Do not continue knocking or call for me. If you do anything that contradicts this simple instruction, be it known unto you that this door will not be opened unto you, no matter who you are. <laughs> hey! I had to grow wild. Because you see, when the church is small, the work of God that we have to do, there's not much to do. Yeah. One day I was in my study and the houseboy came to call me. I told him, next time you call me, that, at that moment, you pack your things out of this house. Never again. Hey! Next time you come and call me here, I'm working for God and praying. You see, when we are working for God and church is small, people think we are not working. <laughs> people think we are, we, are, we are not doing anything. That's the work we have to do. They want to see you at a computer when they say that you are working. Are you listening? Yeah. So, brothers and sisters, we need a mega church. With more people working, running around, praying, doing everything for Jesus. Hallelujah. When the church is small, there's no respect. Go and buy chicken. Go and buy rice. Fix, go and change the bulbs. Do this. Everything they send you. That God is making a big church. Yeah. You see, Pastor Chris, are you a full-time ministry? Yeah. If you don't take care of his wife, can easily send him before she goes to work. So, Pastor. <laughs> Make sure you buy the chicken. And then cut it into pieces. Put it. Huh? Are you listening? Is it true or is it not true? Okay.
1,000 members. Number 10. How many have I given you? Number 10. Special ministries are developed like orphanages. Number 11. A mega, uh, a thousand members will make us more like a nation within Australia. Amen? Wow. Because you'll be big. Amen. Is it not a powerful thing? Number 12. More, when we have a thousand members, there will be more beloveds in the church. Everybody can have a beloved. Isn't it? What did my sister say? What did she say? Yes, you can get a beloved right here. The next one, there will be more weddings. Wow. Is it not a powerful thing? More weddings, more beloved. As pastors, do we not want our, our people to get married? We are always praying for our people that God should bless them. I want my, all my people to be blessed. If you are a pastor, you always want your people to be blessed. You may have something already, but you want the people you are pastoring to have everything. That's the sign of a pastor. When you are not a pastor, you don't care about anybody. You just care about yourself. And once I'm okay, I myself and my two children are okay, then there's no problem. But when you are a pastor, you care about somebody. You want them to prosper. When you don't want anybody to prosper, you are not a pastor. If you are a real pastor, you want your people to prosper. Yeah, I want all my people to, to be rich. To prosper. To marry. To have children. Anything they want, I want it for them. I want to pray for them to have it. Yeah, it's because I'm a pastor. It's the sign of a pastor. That when you are not a pastor, you don't really, you, you are okay. One day I, I found myself weeping for God to bless someone. To have a child. And this person said to me, if I prayed with him, within a few months, he was, his wife was pregnant. He called me and told me, my wife is pregnant. Then later I saw him and he said, he told somebody, he said, I could not have a child. I've never wept. But Bishop cried. I didn't cry. He cried. The reason is because I'm a pastor. I'm explaining to you what is a real pastor. A pastor, he likes the people. He wants the people to do well. Yeah. Oh, you don't understand what I'm talking about. And the more you love the people, the more the people love you back. People are attached to people who love them. I'm telling you, it's not by force. Some of the people in the church say, eh, the lighthouse, the loyalty, they will frighten you. You'll be, you cannot, no. 
Most people who are in the church, they, they, they know they are love. They know it's about love. Loyalty is love. If you know the love that we have for you, if you don't have loyalty, you destroy yourself. You, you, are the, you, are the, you become Lucifer. You become Adonijah. You become Absalom. You become Judas. How many want to be Judas Iscariot? Cut your head off. So, a pastor wants his people. So, but when, so now when the church is small, we may not get a beloved that will suit you. One day, a certain sister in the church, she, she, was, she stopped coming to church. I said, why are you not coming? She said, my type is not in the church. So I said, what do you mean by your type is not in the church? Your type? I said, what type are you? I asked, what type are you? What, what type are you? What do you mean by your type is not in the church? You see, because she was a sort of expensive lady, prosperous, expensive lady, and she thought that her type was not in the church. I rebuke her severely. Shabaya. So when she left, I thought about it and I realized that what she said was true. Because you see, the church was very small and her type was not in the church. Even though I was rebuking her, it was true that her type was not in the church. As the church gets bigger, you find your type in the church. We have different sizes. If you want a fat lady, we have fat ones. If you like to slim, we have slim ladies. Fair? Fair. With glasses? We have with glasses. Without glasses? We have without glasses. With a lot of hair? We have a lot of hair. Short hair? Are you stand up, my sister. Is it your sister? Jo- is it Joyce? Is that Joyce? Joyce, and you stand up. What's your, what's your name? Catherine. Look at this. And look at that one. Please come, come this way. So now I'm explaining. You see, this church is getting bigger. I shouldn't pull. Okay, okay, okay. We see? Oh, show, turn around and show them. Turn around and show them. This way. Wow. Turn around, turn around, turn around. Wow. You see now? So, if you want a lot of hair, we have them. If you want short hair, we have it. Because it's a what? A mega church. Yeah. You want white, we have white. You want black, we have black. You want golden black, we have golden black. You want midnight black? We have midnight black. Midnight black means you only see the white in the eyes. Midnight black, you only see the white in the eyes. That's all that you see. You want chocolate brown? We have chocolate brown. Golden brown? We have golden brown. Hey! You want gray hair? We have gray hair. 
All right? Clap for my two models. Now, one day, a 71-year-old man joined the church. And he was looking for a beloved. And there was a 65-year-old lady in the church. And he went and he beloved the 65-year-old lady. And he married her. And we officiated the oldest couple. Yeah. That is when I saw that now the church is a real mega church. Because all ages. Look, there is no woman who doesn't want to marry, no matter the age. All of that. One day I did altar call. How many of you want to marry? Ah, all ladies with their cloth, they all came to the front. Line. I said, Lord. And as I was praying, I was praying for all of them. And I was saying, Lord, should I really pray for these ones? But they have come to the front. They all want husbands. 64, 66 years old, 59, 71. They all want husbands. It's not a small thing. And if you are a true pastor, you care for the people. Because you may not know what it is like. And you have to have a heart. You must care about people. Do you understand? And you don't have to experience everything in the world. Before you start feeling, you don't have to be a widow before you start thinking, what is it like to be a widow? How many bad things can you experience in your life? You want to experience every bad thing. So now I understand this, now I understand this, now I understand. Before you understand, you don't have to experience them. You have to have the heart of a pastor. So when we have over 1,000 members in Australia, wow. You come to me as a bishop, I, I'm looking for something. I say, what is it? I need somebody who speaks French. <laughs> oh, yeah, no problem, no problem. No problem. Is there anybody here who speaks French? Anybody who speaks French? Ah, God, God, God. Yeah. Yeah, we got one. Amen. So I, I want an older lady. From 49. I don't want somebody who's going to have a baby. I want to marry somebody who's not going to have a baby. So, oh, yeah. Some, sometimes somebody wants to marry. So I want to marry. So you are too young. When I marry you, have a baby. I cannot have a baby now. I don't want a baby. I want somebody who cannot have a baby. They say, We oh, yeah, have got four. You wait. I'll call them. <laughs> you want somebody from New Zealand? Yeah. Oh yeah. Sometimes somebody's wife is dead. He's going to marry again. He doesn't want to have a baby. Yeah, I want somebody who's not going to have a baby. Yeah. As life goes by, there's so many complicated things that come up. Amen. I want some a woman who is strong. Because I'm so weak. I want a woman that is hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Somebody who will drive me. I need somebody who will drive me. I need somebody who will drive me. A matriarch. Like a female hyena. 
a matriarch. It's going to drive the family. Maybe you need, you need, you need to marry a rich woman or a rich man. Yeah. Or maybe you are from a royal family. One day we had a sister. She, nobody could marry her. Every time somebody comes, she says she's a royal She's a royal family. <laughs> she's from the royal family. She's from the royal family. Hey! For years and years, we couldn't get somebody from royal family to marry her. May there be many weddings in this church in the name of Jesus. May there be many happy days in this church in the name of Jesus. May there be many good days in this church in the name of Jesus. And at every wedding, may our marriages be renewed. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Are you listening? Yeah. I'm still preaching. Okay. Now, the next one. More contacts. More jobs. Hmm. There are going to be more jobs when we have a thousand people. Look, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, everything goes by who you know. You know, if I want you to have a job to work, I can make a way. I'm telling because I'm an employer. If you come and say you need a job, officially there is no job. But if I really want a job, I can get you a job. I can create. I can create. So many, many places. Are you listening? It's all about who you know. So when you have good, a lot of people. They'll make a way for you. Where do you work? Huh? Teleplan. Is it a good job? Well, it's like, for we're working for Microsoft, we're doing the Xbox 360. Is it a good job? Yes. You are well paid? No, not much. So you see, if the boss was in this church, I call him and I say, uh, Benjamin is not well paid. He told me on Monday that he's not well paid. Can you double his salary? I'm giving you one week. Shabaya. Hey. You never know. You never know what you get when you ask. So, I tell you, brothers and sisters, the mega church is contact. One day I wanted to see the president in my country. But I didn't know anybody. <laughs> so I couldn't see him. I couldn't see him. <laughs> I couldn't see him. So I, I had to do with an, a, another pastor. Who, who knew the president? So I called the pastor and I said, oh, no, this problem can So I, I watched him. I stood by him. He picked his phone and he called the president. I said, wow. Direct. 
but, but I didn't know anybody. I didn't have anybody. <laughs> but one day, when my church grew, I wanted to see the president. It, it, it was an idea that occurred to me. It occurred to me in the evening, and I said, "You know, I want to see the president." So I picked my phone and I called my own church member, and I said, "You know, I want to see. I just feel right now that I want to see the president. Can I see the president tomorrow?" The next day, twelve o'clock, I was sitting with the president. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> I'm telling you. You were laughing at me when I said I didn't know you. And you didn't clap loud enough for the second time. The next day I was, in, I was I'm sitting here, this is the president. I'm here, here's the president. Yeah. Simple. I pick and I call my own church member. I say, you know something? I need to see the president. I want to see him tomorrow. And I saw him tomorrow. Simple. What do you think? Yeah. So you see, some of you now, if you need to see even a, a member of parliament, which member of parliament do we know? You know Sierra Leonean Association or Ghanaian Association, you're not a member of parliament. It's true. Kenyan Association. Do you have an association, Kenyan Association, in Australia? Kenyan Association of Australia. Are you a member of that association? <laughs> Samoan. You know Samoan. Rohini, Samoan Association of Australia. Is there something like that? Yeah. Wow. So brothers and sisters, the more the church is bigger, so there's more contact, more jobs. There will be nobody here without a job. You are going to stop all those Mulliganos jobs. God is going to raise you up from funny, funny jobs. You work all day and all night and you come home with nothing. You cannot even pay be a partner of healing Jesus to save. Huh? You work and work and you put it in your pocket filled with holes. Mercy. In Jesus' name. Alright, 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 alright. We are almost done. The next one. We're going to have a thousand church. When we have a thousand members, we are getting nearer to our biblical quota of 25%. Bible says the sower went out to sow. Biblical quota of 25%. Some fell on um, by the wayside. Some fell on stony places, some fell among stones, and some fell on good ground. Amen. So good ground was one out of the four types of ground. Is that not so? Is that not so? And that is our aim. 
to have one out of four people saved in Australia. How many people are there saved? How many people are there in Australia? 20 million. One out of four means five million people in church. Are there five million in church on Sunday in Australia? Nothing like that. Amen. But God is going to do that in our lives. In Jesus' name. Stand to your feet, everybody, whilst I sit down. All right. I think you guys have done very well. You've, you've been at it since morning, so we're going, to, we're going to bed. How many are ready to go to bed? No chatting, bed. Bed. And then tomorrow we continue. Amen? Are you excited about that? Is it powerful? <laughs> I have many points, but you are tired, so I'm also tired. We all feel like sleeping. Why not? Amen. Lift your hand. Let's thank God. Father, thank you for the blessing. What a blessing it is to know you, to serve you. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name. Amen. Sit down, sit down.